You're tuned in to the Hello, Maximize Her podcast with Cara Barker. Thought-provoking topics and discussions that will help uplift, encourage, and inspire women from all walks of life. We invite you to visit our website at carabarker.net for more info and daily inspiration. And now, welcome your host and life coach, Cara Barker. Hello, 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 ladies. My name is Cara Barker, and I am the CEO and founder of Empower Her Life Coaching, a specialized coaching program for women of all ages. I am being hosted for today by the Hallelujahs and Hiccups Book Club, as well as Empower Her Consulting. And so I am so thrilled that we have a new two-part series called Faith, and this particular part is called water walkers. Isn't that exciting? And so you know it would not be right to start off our session with a little bit of meat and potatoes and let's go with a scripture from the New Living Translation Bible. It is Matthew 14 25 through 29 and it reads, shortly before dawn Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, let's say, let's highlight that when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began sinking, cried out, Lord, save me. So before ladies, I know we're probably thinking, okay, Peter was walking on water and then he got afraid. So let's get to the premise. Before we start talking negatively about Peter, let me make it very clear. He is the only one mentioned in the Bible that was walking on water. And I don't know about you, it takes some crazy faith for you to be on water walking towards Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior. And so remember, Thinking about this, the disciples, there was still disciples in the boat. When they were still waiting, Peter got out of the boat and Peter himself said, Lord, call me, come, let me come to you. So just shortly before this story even unravels and goes into details, just before we hear about the five fish and five loaves. So wouldn't you think the disciples would remember, well, God, if Jesus created a meal for thousands upon thousands out of five fish and five loaves, couldn't it be possible that it's him on the water, not some random ghost? And so it's amazing when we think about it. Let's put it into perspective to now. How many of you all are in a frantic and freaking state of thinking about, God, what is happening? God, this is not a good time for me. But remembering, if we just were a year from now, October of 2020, where were you then? And how far has God brought you through a 
turbulent year of 2020, and now you're here. And so you think about this, having water walking crazy faith reminds you that God brought you from before and God still has you now. But the key thing about this story that really resonates with me is that once he saw the wind, when that means that he had to have taken his eye off of Jesus and he looked and saw his surroundings. So think about it. It is very easy for us to think about our surroundings and allows us to get unfocused and disturbed and bewildered. But when we lock in our eyes on Jesus, then there's no way the surrounding environment or the atmosphere or the crazy work environments or the crazy home life can distract you because you have tunnel vision looking forward at Jesus. So when I start thinking about water walking and having that two-stepper faith, faith faith as a two-stepper, I thought it would be interesting just to kind of review some scientific facts about water. Now, you know, I have to do some research because I was just curious as to how does water have the propensity to hold a human being? Now, of course, we know Jesus was part of the equation there, and that's allowed him to walk, right? But I was curious about water. And so, friend, here are some known facts about water. Now, do not sign off. I know you're like, wait a minute. I was here for a empowerment session, and I am not here for a scientific biology session or chemistry session. But I think it's amazing to think about the perspective. So don't tune out. Stay with me, guys, because I am going somewhere. Facts about water. Number one fact I found on my search. Water is called a universal solvent because it dissolves more substances than any other liquid. So water technically dissolves any other substance, more substance than any other liquid. Soda, juice, milk, water has the ability to dissolve that, right? This means that wherever water goes, either through the ground or through our bodies, it takes along valuable chemicals, minerals, and nutrients. Number two, water is essential to life. Even the the small traces of life or traces of water on another planet other than Earth can indicate that life could and did exist on that planet. Now that's a little deep, but that's interesting. Water is giving an indication that life could be there or life was there. Number three, approximately 60 to 70% of our bodies, ladies, is made up of water. Without it, simply, we wouldn't exist. 60 to 70% of our body is consumed or made up of water. Number four, a person can live for 60 days without food, but can only survive three days. Now, let's think about that. Three days, only can survive three days without water. We must have water to live. We must have the Holy Spirit to survive. I'm going somewhere, I told you, and thrive in this world. We all know how a plant can droop and die without water. Think about how that resonates with our bodies. Our bodies can droop and they can kind of enclose in without water. And when I think about water, I'm thinking about the Holy Spirit, ladies. Yes, 
the Holy Spirit that is driving, that's leading into our bodies. So from a biblical standpoint, as Christians, we are baptized with or in water, symbolizing a purification of the soul and the admission into our faith. However, water can also be destructive. So I want to give this perspective. As in the Bible, the Bible flood, which only Noah and his family escaped because it was God, but that was God's plan, right? Water drowned Egypt, the Egyptians that were chasing after Moses, which was still God's plan, and water has a propensity to erode. So lastly, which makes me so full of joy, is throughout the New Testament, water is symbolic, yes, symbolic of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but that has to give you some type of parallel excitement to know that I just said 60 to 70% of our bodies are made up of water. I just said we can't survive without at least, we have to have water. We cannot survive over three days without water. Think about this ladies and a few gents out there, the Holy Spirit, how long can you survive without the Holy Spirit flowing and moving within your body? Man, that's great news. The word said rivers of living water representing the Holy Spirit's presence and the power poured out on Jesus' followers. The Spirit's presence points to his cleansing and sanctification work in the hearts of his God's children. So think on this. As Peter was walking towards Jesus, he was standing on the Holy Spirit. I know that's a far fetch, but think about it. As he was walking to Jesus, symbolically, he was being let, he was being held up by the Holy Spirit, which was his faith. And when we, he no longer kept his focus, that tunnel vision focus on Jesus, his faith was shaken and the Holy Spirit stopped girding him along the way. So when Jesus took off his, his eyes off of Jesus, that is when fear creeps in. Think about it. How many times have you wandered away and your eyes have gotten off of Jesus and you began to sink? You began to sink in your worries. You began to sink in your anxiety. You began to sink in your depression. How many of you all, because you lost your tunnel focus, your laser focus on Jesus, that you began to fall? And so I want this message to be something of encouragement to let you know that our bodies by design were made up of water. By design, our bodies have to quench. Our bodies need the Holy Spirit for survival and to thrive. Walking on water faith is a mindset that empowers one to believe that you can do whatever you put your mind to. Once Peter started locking in his eyes on God, he was he was unmovable. He was unshakable. He was focused. He was consistently walking. Once his eyes got off of Jesus, that's when fear Amen. Number two, walking on water faith acknowledges one's belief that the impossible is actually possible. I don't know anybody 
other than Peter that was walking on water and Jesus, of course. And so he took the impossible and made it possible. And that's that water walking faith, two step in faith. Number three, water walking faith requires one to keep their eyes locked in on Jesus. So like I said, you need to have your eyes locked and loaded on Jesus and not on our circumstances. Yes, there are so many things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, ladies, that can easily make us shaken, make us nervous, make us anxiety prone, make us doubt, make us fearful. But when we lock, lock in our eyes on Jesus, then we're basically transferring our weight upon him and he can carry it. Yes, he can. So if we cry out to Jesus in our faith, he will catch us by the hand and raise us up to seemingly impossible surroundings. So I'm telling you, ladies and a few gents, is that your crazy water walking faith requires you to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Queen moves. Queen, your power is unmatched. Your significance is undeniable. Your faith is your strategy. As queens, we must stay engaged in prayer and in the spiritual battle that overtakes enemy forces attempting to prevail against our families, our jobs, communities, and our nation. Through prayer, purpose, persistence, and praise, you can win this battle. Being aware of the real battle at hand should be the priority of every woman and every queen on God's chessboard of life. Queen Moves, a five-day reading plan by Cara Barker, now available on Version, the Bible app. You're tuned in to the Hello, Maximize Her podcast with your host and life coach, Cara Barker. So as you think on those nuggets, I need to give you seven principles to help you become a water walker, crazy faith-driven woman on fire. Let me say that again. I want you to be a water walking, crazy faith-driven woman on fire in your career, in your marriage, in your relationships, how you dictate in the courtroom, how you dictate in the classroom, how you dictate on the college campus. I want you, ladies, yes, you, to have a water walking faith mantra and moda and mission to make you stay on fire, but also to be successful in any space you're in. So seven principles. Number one, principle one, choosing to live out God's will for your career and life will require you to take risk. Think about Peter. It was a big risk to get out of a boat in a climate, weather climate that was not conducive and to have faith, because first remember, they first thought it was a ghost. And then they said, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. So he had to have focus. He had to take a risk. So God doesn't call us to be risk-free living because we wouldn't need to develop our faith muscles. You have to be able to trust and believe that God's got you. Remember, the will of God will never take you where the grace of God will not protect you. I'm going to say that again because that is fire. 
Remember, the will of God will never take you where the grace of God will not protect you. The key things are his will is his will, not yours. Key things are his will, not yours. Principle two, you need to learn to listen. I've learned that 99% of the issues we experience with where we are at our life correlates with what we are not listening to God. Most of our problems that we encounter has a correlation of us being on track, being off track, excuse me, not listening to God, not following his principles, not listening to word, not in prayer, not in worship. And you, you can correlate that back to not being a follower consistently. It's important to focus on doing 90% of listening and 10% of talking when it's hard and unseemingly unfair. Yes, I know it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. So think of same principle, learn to listen. Principle three, have confidence. I'm going to say that with full confidence, have confidence in the path God has outlined for you completely. Have confidence in God's plan and path for you. Rather than mimicking what others are doing in their careers, think about what God has actually called you to do. You will be successful if you just follow what God has told you to do. You will be successful if you fall in line with the purpose that God has told you to do. God is calling you to be water walking, faith crazy on fire women, but you have to follow and listen to his path. Principle number four, be open to God's voice. Even when it means doing something completely out of you or your family's comfort zone. When you consistently read the word, you will find God speaking directly to you, ladies, and your spiritual strength will be renewed. God's voice is in scripture. You want to hear from God? Read the word. You want to be on track for God? Read the word. You want to make sure you are hearing his voice? Pray with intent, right? Number five principle, wait on God. Oh my gosh, this is probably the hardest of the principle, waiting. I literally was just talking to a colleague about just, they were asking me, you're doing so many things. You're involved in so many things. And how do you know when to move? How do you know when to strike? How do you know? The reason why I know what to do and when to do it is because it's God-driven purpose telling me, directing me, leading me, guiding me, instructing me. And so when I have this abundant um, endurance to do all the things that I've been involved in is because it's God-fueled. It is Holy Ghost-driven fueling me to do what God has told, called me to do. So five is wait on God. Now this is hard. It may seem as if nothing is happening And every part of us wants to do something because we don't equate waiting with doing. Waiting is actually doing something. Yes, it is. You may feel like you're not moving in a direction, but waiting is actually doing something. Yet, that is exactly what we should do. For waiting is an exercise that builds our faith. Let me say that again. Waiting is an exercise that builds your faith. You got to wait, guys. That's hard, but there is purpose in waiting. In Isaiah 40, 31, which says, but they wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. There is power in waiting. 
There is power and purpose in waiting. Wait on God because he says he will renew your strength. He will mount, uh, they will mount up with wings as eagles, meaning that he will take you to the next level as elevation. They shall run and not be weird. That means that's endurance, that's strength, that's per, that is persistence, that's consistency. They shall walk and not faint, meaning that when you're walking, you're walking with purpose. You're, you are a water walking, crazy faith, fuel driven woman on fire for Christ. Principle six, draw your strength from God and not from your own uh, reliance. Don't take matters in your own hand. I know we are good. We're savvy. We're skilled. We have all these abilities, but we need to wait and allow God to orchestrate. Wait and allow God to orchestrate. Number seven, focus exclusively on God. Not on your own individual development plan. Like right now, it's probably quarter four and many of you all are probably working on development plans, career plans, ideas, goal setting, all of the things that you want to accomplish, which you probably should have did earlier in the year, but you're doing it now, is that it doesn't matter what your IDP or your individual development plan says. It doesn't matter what the, the, the ups and peaks and valleys of the stock market. It doesn't matter what your mentor, your sponsor says or does not say. You need to focus on what God has said for you in this season and the seasons to come. It doesn't matter about man. It doesn't matter about a mentor. Doesn't matter about a sponsor. Doesn't even matter about a spouse or a significant other. You need to focus lasered in on what God has planned for you. So this is the final quarter, ladies, as we wrap up. And all we need, I need, is all the crazy faith, water walking ladies to raise their hands and stand up. This is our season. Why should we end with lack? Why should we be driven with fear, ladies and a few gents? We need to have that crazy face, that water walking faith like Peter to say, I am not the less. I am greater. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I will walk and I will stay focused on his principles and his precepts. I will do what God has intended to do in my purpose and I will wait upon the Lord, because I know waiting, he is going to renew my strength. He will mount me up like wings of eagles and he will allow me to run and not be weary. Amen. I want you to just turn this into an opportunity to write these things down in your planner or your journal. I want you to think about how you're going to end the final quarter of 2021. All right. When you and I focus exclusively on God, our faith is being made perfect. Being an excellent water walker allows God to teach us contentment so that we can be happy and assured no matter what happens. Number three, bottom line is as a Christ follower, you are covered by the blood of Jesus and healed by his stripes. If that doesn't make you shout, I don't know what's happening in your space today. Number three, or no matter if you have a steady income or periods of drought, as a water walker, you can have complete assurance, ladies, that the Lord is the provider and is right there with you. You are not alone. And when you get out the boat by your faith, 
and you keep your laser focus on God, we will not sink and we will not fail. And last but not least, sometimes your tested faith is not your lesson, but those who are watching, like the disciples in the boat. Think about it. They watched. They watched Peter walking on water. They watched with tremendous faith. And once Peter got in the boat, it was confessed by all of them that you must be the Savior. You must be Jesus the Lord. So sometimes you got to get out of the boat, not just for you, but those that are in your circle, that those that are in your current ecosystem, because they need to see if you have that faith, that mustard seed type of faith, that water walking faith, I can too. I appreciate you guys tuning in. There is so many exciting things that are happening in the space. Let's stay connected. Make sure you check out my website, carabarker.net. That way we can stay plugged in. And especially if you are ready to elevate and maximize your current life, your career, your relationships, let's schedule a discovery call through Empower Her Consulting. Once again, I thank you. I appreciate you. And let's make sure we continue to walk on water this quarter. Thanks and have a wonderful rest of your day. You're tuned in to the Hello Maximize Her podcast with your host and life coach, Kara Barker. We invite you to visit our website at karabarker.net for more info and daily inspiration. The Hello Maximize Her podcast with Kara Barker. Life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. During this race, we all have to go through different challenges, obstacles, and roadblocks. But take comfort in knowing you don't have to do life alone. Kara Barker's 100-day prayer journal, Hallelujahs and Hiccups, is packed with daily motivation and encouraging messages that will inspire you to reach your God-given potential. We will all experience hiccups in life, but it's how we respond to life's unexpected curveballs that will determine our ability to bounce back. Hallelujahs and Hiccups caters to women from all walks of life. Whether you're an executive in the corporate arena or a high school student, this daily dose of spiritual inspiration will help you navigate through life's daily challenges. Hallelujahs and Hiccups by Kara Barker. Order your copy today.